0: Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernett. Today we're talking with three local nonprofit organizations, American Cancer Society, People's Resource Center, and DePage Children's Museum. spotlight and today I'm joined by Kyoko Chek and Mike Cooper. They're here representing the American Cancer Society. So welcome. Thank you. you. Excited to talk about the Relay for Life. It's such an amazing thing. I'm gonna start out with you, Kyoko. Tell us a little bit
1: about it and how it got started. So 30 years ago, a colorectal surgeon in Tacoma, Washington's passion was running. And so he decided to run around his local track for 36 hours raising money for the American Cancer Society. From that, um, it has become a global movement, um, it is the largest fundraising event for the American Cancer Society. It happens in communities throughout the globe. Um, we have about a little over 3,000 here in the United States and um, a few thousand outside the United States. So. Um, we we walk the tracks, celebrating, remembering, and fighting back against cancer. Okay, that's interesting. I'm not sure that I knew exactly how it got started, but that's a
0: fascinating story. Yeah, mm-hmm. and lots of different events all across the country, and then
1: obviously across the globe, which
0: is interesting.
1: Yeah, and each event is a little different because it really represents the community that is hosting that event. So, so. each one is a unique to their, correct. where they're being held, yes, right? Yes, correct. Okay. Correct. Now, Mike, you volunteer
0: for the Relay for Life. Uh, tell me how you got involved with that.
2: Well, my mom passed away in 1976 of cancer, ovary and uterine cancer. So, ever since then, that's been our our passion for, for volunteering and for donations. Okay. My wife's father passed away of cancer about 10 years ago. So, it was something that we could both, you know, be passionate about as well as use that as a fundraiser for our organization in Naperville Senior Center. Okay. So, each year we get a team together of of seniors that can't stay home safely alone, and they walk or or walk or wheel around our indoor track and raising money for cancer. And, and over the four years, they've raised over eighteen thousand dollars. That's tremendous. That's that's a
0: lovely way. I love how creative people get with the fundraising. Mm -hmm. So, tell us when the event is this year.
2: This year it's August 3rd, it's a Saturday. It's the South DuPage event, and it's at McCollum Park in Downers Grove. Okay. And our event will be on the Wednesday before. Kyoko likes those because it's on the weekday and she can get over and help us out.
0: Okay, wonderful. Mm -hmm. So now can anybody participate in the Relay for Life?
1: Is there any requirements? There is no requirement. We ask that you register so we know that you're coming, um, but there is no admittance fee or anything like that. We ask people to fundraise $100. Um, and that will get you your Hope Club shirt, which is our, our shirt for the event. Um, but other than that, um, we invite families to come out. It's a family-friendly event. Um, we'll have kids activities, we have a DJ, um, and we do all kinds of fun activities throughout the evening. Um, we'll have our Luminaria ceremony, which um, helps us remember cancer survivors. Um, and it's just a really a really fun night, night out with um, the family. The reason we do it is an evening event is because cancer never sleeps, mm-hmm. so neither do we. I love that. Well, my daughter participated for many, many years in that with her own team. And I think
0: mm-hmm. now, say a little bit more about that because you can have individuals that participate, you can have
1: families, you can have
0: teams. Talk a little yeah. bit more about that.
1: So basically anybody can um, do the relay. So we take individuals, there'll be people who will just come out because they have a connection to cancer. Or we'll have teams. So for instance, we've got the Naperville Senior Center is one of our teams. DuPage Credit Union is one of our teams and sponsors. Um, We've got several teams from Naperville North that are coming out. Um, The Good Samaritan Health and Wellness Center um, has a team. So companies can get involved, but um, individual families can get involved. um, We have a team called Team Celebration, which is named after Saul, who um, passed away from cancer, and his family raises money for us every year. So um, it's a really, it's a really unique way to get involved in the fight against cancer.
0: Well, and I think it really has a real sense of community. It really brings people together uh, for a 24-hour period to really yeah. focus on that.
1: Yeah, our event is actually only um, six hours. Okay. So um, because that's what the community. Um, decided to do. We used to do event, um, we used to have some overnight events, but right now the community wants to just support a, sh- a little bit shorter events. Okay, so, so that's good. Yeah. Good to know, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and you can come and go, too. So it's not like you have to be there the whole six hours. Okay. Okay. Now, you have a very lofty goal. Tell us what your goal is for this year. So, our goal is um, $64,500. Um, right now, we're about a third of the way there, and we're just, a you know, we're coming into The busiest time of our fundraising period. So, for instance, Mike's team is getting ready to do their big fundraiser, um, which starts next week and will culminate um, what? At the at the end of the month okay um, we also have a team from Naperville North they are doing a Chipotle fundraiser at said Chipotle in downtown Naperville um, on July 29th so it's and we've got other teams that are doing other activities as well so um, this is really when we start to see the big the big in, push the big push the yeah. big increase so. now
0: Mike how at the Senior Center how do they feel about this
2: oh they love it you know some of them have told us it's the first time they've been able to do something for someone else in decades. In years even and one lady she's pushing a walker and my wife is helping her around the track and she raised a hundred seventy dollars she was so excited sure yeah, yeah
0: because really that's nice. being able to contribute back yep. right yep. yeah makes a big difference
2: it's wonderful
0: now I know that you do um, as part of the event you do a celebration of cancer survivors right mm-hmm. hey, tell us a little bit more about that Mike
2: well the survivors are special they, you know they they kick cancer's butt so what we do is we treat them with royalty we feed them a nice meal before they, you know, when they arrive. Um, we have a, we let them walk around the track in a in a celebration lap and the DJ plays celebration or champion or something exciting and, the, and, the, and it makes everybody feel good and it's a great way to start the night.
1: Yeah, it's really a showcase of, yeah. you know, it, of hope. I think right exactly. Yeah, for sure this is offering hope to those individuals who might not have a sense of community right now they you know their world has just been turned upside down and what we're letting them know is that the american cancer society is here for them and creating that community that's one of the things we do at the american cancer society really is building communities so our relay family and we really consider ourselves a family um is a part of that p- puzzle piece in, in the fight against cancer.
0: Yeah, it's, it's that feeling of not being alone. A Trouble mm-hmm. Shared is a trouble halved. And I think just being able to see people who have been able to get through it, and as yep. you say, kick yeah. cancer's butt, um, that's very motivating, I think. And you mm-hmm. see a lot of people who are uh, who
1: are in treatment at those events as well. Yeah, you know? for sure. You, we have survivors who you know, have survived 20 years. We've had somebody who's been diagnosed a month ago. So it's really that whole gamut of survivorship because we consider anybody a cancer survivor who has heard the words, you have cancer yeah so day one you are surviving cancer um and so it really is a true celebration for those that are still with us okay and it's give us the date again date time and place so it is august 3rd it's a saturday McCollum park in downers grove um the survivor dinner will start around 4 30. um opening ceremonies will be at 5 and we go until roughly 10 10 30.
0: Wonderful, well, I'm so glad you stopped by and I wish you all the best with your event and thank you for helping kick cancer's butt. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. If you would like to learn more about Relay for Life, please go and visit their website. We're gonna take a quick break, but stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Spotlight.
3: You work hard and you want to see your efforts pay off literally. Whether you're dreaming of retirement, growing your business, or leaving a legacy for future generations, at Busey, we help you realize the possibilities of tomorrow. We listen to your needs and goals to create a sound strategy for you and your family. Enjoy the achievements of your life and work. We'll handle the rest. Busey, your dream, our promise.
0: If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Winette, and joining me now are Jenny Fabian and Kathy O'Malley from the People's Resource Center. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, super glad to have you here. And Jenny, we're going to start out with you. What's the People's Resource Center?
4: People's Resource Center is a community of neighbors here in DuPage County who help each other when they hit hard times. So we provide food, clothing, computer training, um, computer access, all kinds of programming and emergency services for residents of DuPage, and we do it through volunteer time.
0: I love that. Wow, that was a really great synopsis, but I like it. Neighbors in
4: need. I love that term. That's a great way of putting it. Charity starts at home, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. People want to make a difference here with folks they know and where they can see the impact that they're having. Well, that leads me right into you, Kathy, because you've been a longtime volunteer at the People's
0: Resource Center. Talk a little bit about your experience and the role that volunteers play.
5: Well, I'm a volunteer as a member of the board. Um, The role that volunteers play. We couldn't function without our volunteers. We have about 2,500 people who uh, who give remarkable amounts of time and energy, and we are focused on, on providing services, and those services are mostly provided by volunteers.
0: And it's a wide range, right?
4: So if I'm a volunteer, oh. there's lots of ways that I could plug in. Absolutely. Almost anything you see at People's Resource Center, a volunteer is doing it, so giving out food, helping folks shop, going and picking up food from our food rescue locations, doing intake, uh, being a job coach, art instructor, all kinds of ways that volunteers help. Yeah, that's wonderful. How, how has the program changed over time? I mean, you've been around and
0: servicing the community for a long time. How has it changed? Yes,
4: PRC started in 1975 when we served 125 people that year out out of a basement window with food, <laughs> um, and now we reach about 30,000 people across the county, neighbors in need every year with all of our services. And every new service that's come on has happened because a volunteer says uh, we should do this at PRC, and and can we try it that's amazing I mean that's incredible growth 30,000 people that 30,000 neighbors a year with 2,500 volunteers helping how do people find you they find us on their website they find us through word of mouth or through a faith community through another organization our website is peoplesrc.org and um, lots of ways people can get involved if they check us out okay Kathy you've been on that board for a while what are you most
0: proud of
5: um I go back to volunteers. I go back to the fact that that we have people that are willing to give such an... we have people who work in our computer lab who put in almost as much time as people do at a regular job. Um, And and we have volunteers that are there day after day in the heat and in the cold, helping people get food. Um, That's what I'm proud of, that this is an organization that operates mostly with people who are willing to donate their time. I, I think that's remarkable. Neighbors helping neighbors is what we're, we're focused on.
0: And and do you feel that that's the spirit which brings the volunteers to you?
4: Absolutely. The volunteers are so inspiring. And um, uh, last week I met a man who is not homeless because he came to PRC for help just in time. And a few months ago, a pastor came into my office and and said he's referred folks to PRC many, many times and never thought he'd need our services himself, but he came in. Those Um, moments happen over and over, and it's usually volunteers who have those interactions and it's so inspiring and um just a, an amazing kind of love and kindness that uh that people bring with them to help their neighbors yeah and, and they see it yes i mean there's oh. a name there's a yes. person there's right. a family you connected can, to you it, can you right? can donate a coat to us and see who it goes out with that day or you can bring in a bag of food and know that it's going to somebody who needs it for dinner that night
0: yeah, that's a high level of motivation, I think, right? Because yeah. it, yeah. it is that personal interaction. It's not, that's not why you do it, but being able to see it re- refuels you to keep coming Absolutely. back time after time. completely, yeah. yeah. Where do you see the PRC going, Jenny, as, as you look towards the future?
4: Yes, we serve neighbors all across DuPage County, but we're looking to deepen those partnerships so we can bring services closer to people who need it around the county. So we're looking at um, expanding some programs in that way, looking specifically at the needs of seniors and around folks who need transportation help so that's kind of the big picture of where you're going but you've also got some things that you're doing coming up quite soon right we do we have some local events we're excited about we serve a lot of families with um, young kids in the household over half of the families who come to us have small kids and on august 3rd we have a school supply drive here at staples in naperville which we hope people will participate in and help us um, get young kids ready for school and ready to learn Yeah, that's important. You can't go to school without a good backpack, right? Full of good supplies. (laughs) That's That's, right. That's an important part of that. And healthy food on your table and um, all, all the things every kid needs to go back to school.
0: Okay. Uh, Kathy, tell us about a time when you felt that you could really feel the difference that you were making in this role. Because a lot of times boards are, you know, it's board work. People don't really think so much about it. But tell me about a story. Um, I, I work in the clothes closet
5: in Wheaton. And we got a call one day from a mom who needed a prom dress for her daughter. But because of religious restrictions, it couldn't be revealing yes and we went through everything we had and we didn't see anything that would work we opened up a bag that somebody had donated and we pulled out this child's perfect prom dress it was (laughs) modest it was pretty it didn't look like an old lady dress and I just I I left that day thinking there's a girl out there (laughs) who got a neat prom dress because somebody else donated it again Neighbors helping neighbors. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's why it makes me tear up just thinking about it because, you know, well, because there's so many, and you talk about um, helping neighbors in need where you don't necessarily realize that the person next to you has that need, and you're silently and quietly just fulfilling
5: that. 10% of the people in DuPage County, which is perceived as a wealthy, wealthy county, 10% of those people are are in serious need. And those are the people that we reach out to. Yeah, that's wonderful.
0: Um, Jenny, as we wrap up, what else can viewers do to get involved with you? How can we help?
4: We would love to uh, have you consider becoming a volunteer or supporting our work with the financial donation at peoplesrc.org. You can learn more about doing both of those things. Okay, wonderful. Well, I wish you all the best with the back-to-school backpack fill at Staples in
0: Naperville, right, coming up in August. So good luck with that, and thank you for all that you're doing for our neighbors. It's much appreciated. You're welcome. If you would like to learn more about the People's Resource Center and how you can get involved, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but don't go away. We're coming right back with more Spotlight.
5: NCTV17.com is the best place for you to stay up to date on your neighborhood happenings. Get your local news and sports all on the go by signing up for our daily news update. Naperville Community Television, keeping you informed.
3: Timing is everything, especially when it comes to your business. Whether you're ready to start up or expand out, running a business is challenging. You deserve a trusted partner. At Busey, we tailor our approach to your unique needs and help you navigate financial decisions, achieve your goals, and realize your dreams of success. Your dreams shouldn't wait. Busey, you your dream, our promise.
0: Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Rennett. I'm joined now by Mark Trembecki and Sarah Orleans of the DuPage Children's Museum. So, welcome.
6: Thank you. Thanks so much. Good to
0: have you here. This is a great time of year in the summer to talk about the museum. And I'm going to start right off with you, Mark. Tell us a little bit about the history of the DuPage Children's Museum and how you got involved.
6: Sure. The DuPage Children's Museum was established over 30 years ago by two early childhood education, uh, educators, Dorothy Carpenter and Louise Beam, who saw a need for hands-on learning, for uh, capabilities of children to build through experimentation uh, and learning in a, in a very hands-on way. And I think that need is even more prevalent and more profound today. Uh, The the Children's Museum is really designed to inspire curiosity, creativity, and community in children through art, science, and math, um, and also to build that bond between the the child learner and their adult learning partner. Uh, I think another very important uh, thing that we do at the Children's Museum. I've been on the board, This I'm starting my ninth year, and I got involved when two community leaders, uh, Tom McGee and Nancy Nyberg, uh, said, you know, you might be interested in this. We think that you'd be a good addition to the board, and as I learned more about the mission of the museum and the type of work, um, it's been a great journey and a great thing for me to be involved with.
0: Well, I know personally you're very involved in education, and so this is just another part of that whole journey for very young children all the way up as far as education is concerned, right?
6: Yep. My parents were both teachers. My wife was an educator, my sister is, so I, even though I'm a banker and a CPA, I come from a long line of educators, so this is my way of really saluting uh, the work that they do that I think is uh, often unseen by many, many people in the community.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Sarah, mm-hmm. you've been there uh, at the helm for a long time now, but talk a little bit about how the Children's Museum is really helping families in need here in our community.
7: Well, if we're talking about families in general, I think we, we help families every day uh, who come to the museum as visitors? As I really think of it as the third space in their lives—that they, they have their home and that's where they live and get nurtured, and 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 they have their school and that's their work—and then there's this wonderful space that the museum provides that is really about that idea of what Mark talked about: hands-on learning, exploring, having those exciting envir- environments to inspire thinking. That may not go on or may not be possible because of the constraints of thirty children in a classroom that you don't have those sort of open-ended opportunities where you are building and constructing your own your own meaning and your own thinking that becomes really important when that's accessible to every child and our focus this year has been how do we make sure the museum is accessible and open to every child And we now served uh, over 1,800 family households who come through our Family Access Program. And that program is really designed to be an invitation to families who financial, uh, language, cultural barriers may keep them from coming to the museum. And we have had very successful, we've had wonderful financial partners who have helped to, to support this program. And so how we change lives, I think of as being that space that, that helps inspire an adult in a child's life to see their role in a child's learning. And that's by being right beside them and being curious, to wonder. And when you create an environment like the museum is able to do, you have a lot more opportunity as adult to see the important role that you play in their lives.
0: Yeah, and and I think, you know, just having used that so often when my children were little, it's just a very happy space, you know, and I think that's one of the beauties of it. Talk a little bit about the risk and reach program because I know you're doing a lot of work. You talked about uh, inclusion, but talk a little bit about your risk and reach program.
7: Well, the risk and reach study came from Erickson Institute, and it was really to all of us a call to action of what are not just... Being here, but what is a role that we can play in reaching children that are at risk? That and that risk that we talk about is about not being ready for kindergarten. And one of the things we realize is that through our Family Access Program, we already had access to all of these families, over 2,000 of them, who are coming on a regular basis now to the museum as members, and that we had the opportunity to partner with some of the social service agencies who don't have that opportunity to see families in this playful way we have great stories and we don't have time for all of those but some great stories of the connection of connecting people to the services that are in our community that will help their children be successful by the time they enter school and connecting them so we now have a program on the second Sunday of every month that will focus solely on connecting all families but families to some of the services and things that are provided that children need to be successful in school. It's wonderful to see that
0: collaboration which kind of leads me to a question of you Mark. How can the community get engaged and involved?
6: Well we think of it in terms of time, talent and passion and that translates into being a volunteer, to being a donor, and to being an advocate for really all the things that Sarah just mentioned. So I think in terms of, of being a volunteer, uh, just a little statistic for everybody, last year we had over 15,000 hours yeah. uh, volunteered, uh, which when you think about it is almost eight employees. And so that's so important, whether that's on the floor or helping in other ways, uh, we really rely on those volunteers. The second is as a donor, to make an investment, and I wouldn't call it a gift, I'd call it an investment in what we do in early childhood education. As a nonprofit. we need that support of the community and then lastly as an advocate to really talk about all the topics that Sarah just mentioned in terms of the importance of early learning and supporting that partnership because we think that's the foundation or we know it is from the research to be successful uh, in, in further educational pursuits, in the workplace. These are the future innovators and leaders in our community and in the world. And so I think the work that we're doing really uh, deserves that sort of advocacy and investment.
0: That's wonderful. And that's a lot of people hours that you're getting sure donated, is. which yeah. speaks to your mission. Um, Sarah announced her retirement uh, in March. So now you're uh, looking on as a board for new leadership. Mm-hmm. T- talk a little bit about that.
6: Sure. Well, first I have to thank Sarah for all that she's done uh, during her tenure in the last five years, or almost six years. Uh, she brought great financial discipline to the organization, uh, has built really a phenomenal team. And anybody who knows Sarah knows that she's got great great passion for the organization. Um, Sarah was very clear with her time horizon when she joined the organization, and so uh, we've been planning for her succession for the last 18 months. Uh, we've formed a search committee with six very engaged board members uh, and have an outside search firm supporting the process. So I don't have a new scoop for you today, no uh, no major update, uh, but I'm very confident we're gonna find through this process uh, the right candidate to come in and, and fill the very uh, large uh, shoes that, that Sarah has filled over the last number of years.
0: Wonderful. Well, Sarah, I know we we thank you for that service. I'm going to, as yes. we wrap up, really quickly, a project that
7: you're super excited that's on the horizon for you. Well, we have one of my favorite spaces in the museum. Uh, it's called Young Explorers, and we haven't had a major update of those areas in a number of years. And we, a lot of people always say, you know, I think the museum is for older children, but we have these. Three rich environments, and those are being renovated this year, and we'll have brand new spaces this winter. That's huge. And then right behind it, we have an incredible exhibit for slightly older children, but how people make things. Okay. It will be coming and being, it will be here for almost six months. What a lovely legacy to leave, right? I feel so good about where I'm leaving things. I, I'm, I'm jealous of the person who gets to come <laughs> in and step in and just build and grow from here. And that's, it's an exciting time for the museum well thank you for your service thank, thank you. you for your leadership and if you would
0: like to find out more about the DuPage Children's Museum please go and visit their website we're going to take a quick break but stay tuned we're coming right back with more Spotlight I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at UC Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show if you would like to learn more about the organizations featured on today's show, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in your community, sign up to receive our daily news update, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Mournette. Thank you for watching.